Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? Well, I'm all right, but I'm going to be talking about things that are not suitable for children this week. Good. So I'm going to be talking mostly about sex, bondage and rubber gloves. All right. I can't wait. Is this a episode 10 bondage special? It is because it's the end of series one. Yeah. So we then we'll have a couple of weeks break and then uh, we'll start series two. Yeah. Uh, so this is episode 10, Rough Giraffe podcast. Let's get going. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe. So, before I start on the bondage stuff... Yeah. ...and sex and stuff like that... A little bit of foreplay. Uh, this is a bit of foreplay. So, I've had some complaints. Oh, no, why? What have we done? Because... Uh, apparently me asking a competition question of what's my shoe size is not fair because that doesn't give everybody a fair chance to win oh but so so you have to have something with with fact that people can google with a factual question so i'm all right with that so i am going to do two questions this week and they're both They're the two questions that will go for the prize. Okay. And um, these two questions, how long have people got to um, answer them? Because this is end of series one. We'll be back in a fortnight, won't we? Uh, Three weeks. Not much of a hiatus. No, we'll be back in three weeks when I've had me legs waxed. That's going to take a fortnight. (laughs) I'm painting the caravan pink. Yeah. Is that a euphemism? No. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm just as well. I need to tell you. Oh, no, what? You know me bath of peanuts? Yeah. I I did succumb to a scampi fry. Just the one? Well, there was a dead slug in the bag. What? There's a slug in the bag. (coughs) I need to tell these people, I know, uh, for once I didn't eat them. You didn't eat the slug. So that just just goes to show you what's down in your scampi fries. Oh, my God. Was the bag sealed? Yeah, apart from where you'd stapley wounded it. I didn't put a staple through the slug, did I? No, no, you didn't. (laughs) But that's the only place I can see. Where the slug might have got in. Oh my god! Instead, it had shriveled up with the scampiness of it all. Of course, death by scampy fry. You wet the other packet though, did you? I've not ate any more of it. I've got it pinned up on the wall now. <laughs> what are these so, questions? So these, then I've got two questions for you. Okay. And uh, here is question one. The good questions. Okay. In which country? In which country? Yeah. Are women legally obliged to wear a bra in buildings within it with air conditioning? Ooh. This is because men get too aroused looking at their hard nipples. By the way. Silly men. 
So, which country are women legally obliged to wear bras in buildings with air conditioning? Okay. See, that's that's a good question, isn't it? That is a good question, yeah. Right, (laughs) now the next question is... Yeah. Remember Father Ted? Yes. Right at the beginning of the programme, there is a picture of an island. What is the name of the island? So, Father Ted is a sitcom from the 90s is the channel 4 90s sitcom and i want to know the name of the island that's shown that's supposed to be craggy rock uh okay but you want to know the real name of the island the real name of the island ah okay there is there is a catch to this question as well Mm. because in Father Ted, this little island is yeah. pretending to be craggy rock. Okay. But in the in the nineteen sixties it was also pretending to be something else. Oh, okay. And it would become very obvious if you Google it, I think. So the que- those are the questions. Okay, fine. So our listeners can send us uh a direct message on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod or on Facebook and uh, they can also email at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com and now that you have all three questions you can send us all three answers and we will reveal the winner or winners in uh, series two of Rough Giraffe in a few weeks time Uh, We will indeed. And you'll be able to choose a prize. Between two exactly the same mugs? No, but your mug will be different. Okay. Now, choose wisely, guys. There'll be different mugs because your mug will have your mug on it, you and Kipper. Mm. And my mug will have my mug on it, me and Belle the lovely dog. So you'll be able to choose. They're like our demons from um his dark materials oh we demons yeah demons yeah so i think <laughs> they they will just inflict us forever nice to know that a long time after a cat's life and a dog's life they'll be in cyberspace for all time yes yeah so that's good isn't it that's nice they're immortalized with every other internet cat and dog in a in a hundred years, people will look back and say, oh, "Look at all the cats! What, what? Why did they waste their time with this technology? Just putting cats on it." Yeah, I, even I can sit there and watch cats like forever. I like it when they try and jump and they can't jump. I miss the bed. Yeah, I just I can just watch them missing the bed forever. Anyway, enough of that rubbish. Uh, you got some news to tell me? From your, uh, from Boston in America. Yeah, I'm in America. You can't tell because, you know, technology these days, the the tin cans and the string. You've got a better connection than normal. Oh, the internet's amazing over here. It's so fast. But I thought I'd tell you a few things I've uh, been learning about. I am here for work, just so you know. I'm not here on a jolly. Well, you are. I, 
I'm allowed half a day of work and half a day of jolly, okay? Okay. Uh, I'll tell you a few things that I have learned. The first thing I learned was uh, something I read in the magazine on the way over here, on the plane. On the plane? Yeah, because that's how I do my research. I just let it come to me. Um, So this says, The UK government is debating whether use-by dates on milk should be replaced by a sniff test after research showed the move could save... 56.8 million litres per year and an estimated 45 million pounds. What's your thoughts? Do you sniff it? Do you sniff it anyway? Normal people would, wouldn't they? Do you have a look in? Do you have a look inside the cart and see what it's looking like? Um, I I would sniff it. You gotta have a bit of a sniff. I would sip it, then I would pour it, and then that's it. Then that's it. That's pretty much what everybody would do. I don't look at the date on it because I just assume milk. Do you not assume milk that I've bought should last me about five days. Oh, all right then. So, so if it's getting towards the end of, of of the week, I might think, oh, this might be a little bit dubious. Give it a sniff. My nose isn't particularly sensitive, so that doesn't usually work. Give it a little sip. Ugh, it's usually on the turn, but it will do for tea. That's it. As long as it's not lumpy. You can't you can't have milk on the turn though in coffee, can you? I don't drink coffee, but no, it is difficult, and it's certainly not for cereal. You can't have cottage cheese on cornflakes. Even you couldn't have cottage cheese on cornflakes. No, but I need to tell you something. Now we're talking about milk. Right. So I need to tell you what I did last night. I ran out of milk. Oh, no. I haven't milked the dog. (laughs) (laughs) But... Are you there? Are you there? Tell me you're all right. (laughs) But... I was completely out of milk and I really, really wanted a cup of tea. Right. So, and it was all right, actually. What I did was I made two little holes in a tin of rice pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I drained the milk, I drained the milky bit into a cup. Just (sighs) checked it for lumps. There was no lumps. And uh, made a cup of tea with it. That's ingenious. It's brilliant, isn't it? So if anybody's short of a really desperate for a cup of tea, just make sure you always keep a tin of rice pudding handy. (laughs) There was enough for two cups. That's very good. Was it very sweet, though? It was sweet. I didn't need anything in it. But um, you can have rice milk, can't you? Yeah, but I think it comes from rice. I don't think it's just milk that they soak rice in. Ah, uh, well, I could have hit on something now. You you will survive if there's ever an apocalypse. I know. I'm going to you... be like the cockroach. <laughs> I'm going to live without my head for 15 days. I want to know about um, sex and bondage and rubber gloves. Okay, is that a subject that you're an expert on? Well, I'm... Hello, have you have you put on a gimp mask? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I saw this letter and I thought, oh dear. Uh, it said, well, after 20 years, Karen and I have decided to separate. Oh. It's very sad, as we've had a fantastic journey together. It'll be a shame not to carry on. So now I've met another girl who's madly into latex, rubber, masking, breath play and showing off in public. 
in gimp suits, bally boots and doll, doll masks. Yay! He's going to take her home to mother. <laughs> How would you do that? <laughs> With which outfit would she wear? Oh, my God. The uh, the rubber doll one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the one that says, I'm a reliable partner for your son. I'm wipe clean. <laughs> I'm wipe clean. <laughs> Don't worry about me feet squelching. It's not getting on your carpet. All I've ever wanted for my son is a woman he could wipe down afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they said they got loads of pics on the site I'm not going to name. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I went and had a look. Okay. And there's a man there. I think that must be him. Sat in a wetsuit. Yeah. And with a rubber glove on his head. Rubber glove. Uh, when he breathes in, oh, it looks very scary. Mm. But when he breathes out, the uh, fingers inflate on his head and he just looks like Feathers McGraw out of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> like he's going, woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, and, I'm, and then people are going, Oh, that's sexy. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. It's a woohoo, Mahiko. And then uh, in another... <laughs> well, then he blew his girlfriend up with a bicycle pump. What do you mean? No, not a bicycle pump, an airbed pump. Blew her up? No, he didn't explode her. Oh. He just inflated her. Where? She put the wetsuit on. Oh, right. And then he blew her up. <laughs> uh until she looked like a space opera. Oh no, he didn't bounce her, did he? He did. He put her up, bounced her up and down on the sofa while he put a gimp mask on her, <laughs> and he made a few uh, <sighs> like that, and then it was all over. Oh. Now, what worried me was people thought that was sexy as well. Looking at those sort of websites, you—it's a bit dubious, is it not? Well, not about dubious. It's expensive as well. Why? Oh, what are you paying for? Because I'm not paying for anything, but they keep infiltrating me. Uh, they keep infiltrating me computer with a viral, and then they threaten to tell the police if I don't pay them fifty dollars. This is like um, April the giraffe again. I'm getting conned out of money. <laughs> I'm skint now. Is it illegal to look at that? I've been looking at that all afternoon. All afternoon? I don't know, but I'm not taking... <laughs> all afternoon. No, when I say all afternoon... Is this research? I don't mean all afternoon. <laughs> it's research. And I was at the vets for an hour and a half, so it wasn't all afternoon. You were watching this at the vets? <sighs> and they didn't have an internet connection. Oh, my. That is that is a lot of data but you're you're using up. I, um, I've been researching but i've decided um yeah the most exciting thing i ever did with a rubber glove was to remove the cat hair off the sofa (laughs) oh you don't have a cat why have you got cat hairs on your sofa i don't know where that fluff comes from well kipper was around last week do you think it's kippers oh yeah that's true i it looked like pussy fur. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that out. Ah, never. Do you, you know, it'd be more efficient if you were in a wetsuit. You could rise around on the sofa and get up all that hair. Rise, she says. You've seen me veins. They're not for writhing. These veins are not for writhing. Well, no, I could. 
I could do the bum shuffle to get off the sofa and that'd take most of the fur off. <laughs> okay. Put it on Belle. Oh, she'd look so cute in a wetsuit. It's just a rubber glove I'm upset about. I don't think it'd suit her. Which, what, over her head? Yeah, that's where the bloke had it. <laughs> oh, poor Belle. So, uh, anyway, I'm just going to tell you about me gay baboon. Okay. This is uh, a... This is a newspaper cutting that Gemma gave me. Thank you, Gemma. Thanks, Gemma. Uh, So it's a gay baboon terrorises villagers. Oh, okay. So uh, northwest, uh, in the northwest, in South Africa, villagers are living in fear over a big male baboon that likes to grope and have sex with human males. Oh, he's got a fetish. The baboon is said to have attacked more than six men in the past week. Oh. And what's baffling the villagers is he only attacks guys and does not hurt his victims, but rather performs sexual acts on top of the victim and then leaves. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. You shouldn't. It could be serious. Sexual assault is not funny. One victim... George Clooney, no, George Tooney, <laughs> said he was coming from the local Shabeen when the baboon attacked him and pinned him down. I thought he wanted to kill me. Is a Shabeen a pub? But I think so. Okay. The Sherbet Bar, I think it is. Right. I thought he wanted to kill me, but I realised it was just after my bum. <laughs> oh, yeah, big Ed. He's like, oh, he just wants a piece of this. Uh, so, the baboon travels alone and specialist Lizzie McKenzie said the baboon might be an outcast and have been chased away from its troop because usually they travel in groups. But he's been kicked out. Uh, but why it's only... At- he's been kicked out because he's gay? Why he's only attacking males beats me. I've not seen that behaviour in my 20 years in this field, she said. She needs to get out of that field. She needs to get get in another field. She needs to go down Soho or some other place and, you know, get a little bit more experience. I think there are a lot of bears in Soho rather than baboons. I went to a history forum yesterday. It was all about... um... I love history, me. Yeah, I really enjoy these. It was basically the whole afternoon talking about different aspects of history, uh, sort of urological history, so different things. There were some really interesting um, talks, you know, really interesting people. But um, one of the things, there was a woman who talked about the different uses of bladders in cooking over the years. And she was talking about, you know, using pig's bladders and cow's bladders for the skins on sausages so mortadella sausage has bladder oh does it yeah they they banned it in america for about 40 years because they were worried that the pig's bladders were bringing some sort of disease in like foot and mouth or something like like swine flu some something oh yeah Um, yeah so it's only just like in the last five years been allowed to be brought into the country one of one of the interesting recipes that she told us about was something from Germany called a large egg. Right. Do you want to do you want to know how to make a large egg? You might be interested. Well, yeah, in this. I do actually. Yeah, I am. For when you haven't got an ostrich egg around. Right. 
So you take a small animal bladder. How small? Uh, sort of badger. Gu- guinea pig? Fox. Guinea pig might be a bit too All small. Right. You, you want us to be a large egg. So right, okay. Sort of dog fox size. Um, okay. Fill that bladder with egg yolks. Tie that up. Right. Put that inside a large animal bladder. So a cow, a pig, uh, an elephant, whatever you've got to hand. Okay. Fill that bladder with egg whites. Tie that up. Cook the whole thing. You've got yourself a giant egg. And and then get some sausage, meat, a bit of breadcrumb. Make a, make a scotch egg. You can make yourself the, the world's largest scotch egg. What is the size of the world's largest scotch egg? Oh, I don't know. Do you need me to Google it? Shall we make... Shall we Google it and we'll make that our um, our quest for the summer? <laughs> is to make the largest scotch egg. Oh, uh, no. Where can we get hold of some bladders? Oh, my God. I'm just looking at the world's largest scotch egg. And is it doable? Will it fit in the oven? It's It only weighs 11 kilos. Oh, we can manage that. 22 pounds, is that? 20 yeah we can do better than that the egg was an ostrich egg so it's one and a half kilos of ostrich egg would it have to be right would it have to be does it it have to be a real egg that would if it if it had to be a single egg then ostrich would be it wouldn't it you couldn't you couldn't get bigger than that but if you could make it like you've just suggested... I don't know. Guinness World Records are quite stingent on that, aren't they? But there may be a separate Scotch Egg World Record for a manufactured large egg. I'm not sure. But this one had 10 kilos of sausage. Right, we need we need to find out whether the Guinness Book of Records allows an amalgamation of eggness. Yes, we do need to know that. Um, it's only got 8,000 calories in it. I don't think that's Blimey. that bad. No. That's amazing that they've managed to work out how many calories are in it. I'm having all that, <laughs> but I'll just have a green salad with it. No one's going to eat 11 kilograms of scotch egg. Do you know um, You know, Jodie's looking after the house and the cats? Yeah, you say that, but you're, we're seeing pictures you're not seeing. She was telling me that Poser, so for everyone, Poser is one of Kipper's brothers... Um, Poser, she found him in her backpack. He was eating a scotch egg she'd left in there. She just heard all this noise in the dark while she was asleep and then she looked and there was Poser in her backpack eating scotch egg. (laughs) It makes it sound like we eat scotch egg all the time, like it's a staple to our diet. Yeah, our main main diet, our main is a scotch meat egg. (laughs) Our main meat, it's our only protein. Anyway, I I will give Jodie a call because uh, she's with Kipper, so I'll need to give her a call and find out how Kipper's doing. I'm sure he's fine. That rough giraffe pod tweeted to me. Find us on Facebook when you are free. You never know it might be red. For all to listen and up your street cred. 
Okay, so we're just going to take a break from the shenanigans. Don't worry, mum will be back in a minute. I just wanted to let you know that Rough Giraffe has now joined the Britpod scene, which is a collective of really great British podcasts, uh, some that you may not have heard of before, but still a lot of fun. Uh, This includes podcasts such as Don't Spoil the Ending, Is Not Radio and Theme Park Films podcast. There's a little bit of something for everyone and we're adding new podcasts to the group all the time. So if you really like British podcasts, have a look at BritPodScene on Twitter and uh, check them out. Okay, let's get back to the bondage. I noticed something while I was here in America. Guys, if you don't know, I'm in America. Um, I... I saw a a truck that had a pair of plastic testicles hanging off the back of it. Right. And, um... Are you sure they're plastic? Well, they were blue. And I know blue balls is a thing, but... They might just be deprived of of blood. No, they were blue plastic. So I... I had... I looked this up to see what what this was all about and they're a thing in america what blue balls well just plastic t- plastic scr- truck nuts plastic scrotums so you're telling me <laughs> that there's truck nuts yeah there's truck nuts trucks with nuts and are they are they are they anatomical oh they're they've got like oh, i don't want to say it but they've got like veins they got and stuff fluff on not fluff they've oh, got right, like okay. veins and they look like they're being sh- like strained what through a sieve no like they're like something's happening that's bringing up these veins on them it's grim oh okay so why are they there well they so some think that it's just a way of men showing how masculine they are and and how they're they've got they've got balls they've got balls and they're they're willing to show them to the world and some people think that the different colours mean different things. Are they moulds of their own nuts? No, I don't think so. No, you can buy them on Amazon. I'm going to buy some now, you know that, don't you? You don't have a truck. I've got a bike. Bike nuts. Bike nuts, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll put a set of rat nuts on the back of Belle's trailer. <laughs> they, um, they come in different colours. Okay. Different colours... Some people think represent different things, like political orientation oh, I or see. sexual even, orientation. Even then, you've got to make a statement. It's not enough to have the scrotum on your bumper. <laughs> you've still got to make a statement about politics and sex. Yes, exactly. But I. some people think that a certain colour tells other people you're gay, but I, I don't think you need to have that. I think to tell other people you're gay. Would, would gay people necessarily have a scrotum stuck to their bumper? I don't think so. To me, it seems more of a, I don't want to say it, but like a redneck kind of trailer trash. <gasps> like chav. Kind of thing. Yeah, chav. chav. Americans can learn a new word from us. Chav. chav. That's... That is, uh, that's, that's girls who think that calling their daughter chlamydia is nice. Chlamydia and Chardonnay. Yeah, thank you to the Reading Registrar. No, Reading, sorry, the Berkshire Registrar who refused to let that woman call her child 
Chlamydia. <laughs> it's so beautiful. He sounds lovely. And it'll go with her brother, Venereal. Gonorrhea. We all call him Gorni. Maria, our Bulgarian listener, she loves she loves the word chav. It's it originates from Chatham in Kent. Maria from Bulgaria uh, sent sent me a birthday present. She did. She sent you some some lovely rosy soap. Because Bulgaria is very famous for its roses. Well, I didn't know that until I got sent the soap, but thank you for that. She brings back Owen um, Rose Jam. Did he get any this time? No, he didn't get anything this time. So, uh, obviously, I'm I'm more famous now. Yeah, she's um, turned her attentions to you. But Maria loves the, to know the meaning behind um, sort of English idioms and colloquialisms. I'll get her one day to explain to us the meaning of um, having kittens. It's very funny in a Bulgarian accent. Having kittens in Bulgaria, I'm taking it, is not the same as having kittens here. You'll find out. Okay. So, uh, um, I just wanted to finish with, as you're talking about scrotums... Yes. What do you call your down belows? Uh, I call it foof. Oh, that's what I call it. That's obvious, we call it the same thing. But when I was younger, we called it a fairy. Yeah, fairy before it's hairy. <laughs> and then it's a hairy Mary. <laughs> it's the hairy Mary, trimmed to stop her being scary. Uh, and then it's your foof. Yes. That's it. And then uh, and then I don't know what it is once the fluff starts falling off. It's, it's a lady garden uh. in winter. It's me lady, it's me lady garden. It's all you need to do now. Trim the bushes? Yeah, go around with a rubber glove and get the fluff <laughs> off the sofa. <gasps> Why are you asking me this? Because in Hawaiian culture in the past, yeah, everyone had a public name for their pubic bits. Oh no. So, uh, Hawaiian, everybody, royalty, commoners, they each had their, what they called the genital chants. Oh, the genital chants, that sounds itchy, that sounds messy. It does. So, they'd have, they'd have songs written for them or they'd write their own songs. You've got to get a songwriter in. A little chant, a little rhyme. Some had a jingle for the jangle. <laughs> of a jingle. <laughs> Uh, uh, so they describe their sex organs. Mm-hmm. The the little chants called uh, a mealy my. Okay. Uh, and uh, they celebrate it. Girls and boys both learn their mealy my, and then they sing it. Oh. So they they have a proper name for their genitals, which. So I I would I was wanting to know. Yeah. Uh. Does anybody out there... I know boys tend to call their front bits by names. They do usually have names for it. Owen... George, George, (laughs) Fred. Owen doesn't have a name... Well, I don't know if he has a name specifically for his his Winky, but he does call Winkies in general uh, Mickey or M. Mickey. Mickey, right. So, but girls, I find, don't tend to... And call them by an actual name. No. 
So we got a flower. Flower. Lady garden. Yeah. Flower. flower. Lady garden. Uh, your food. So, hang on, Owen. You down below. Owen, what's uh, you call a Mickey a Mickey? I call it my Mickey a Mickey. Yes. And what would you call a uh, a lady part? I was brought up to call it a fanny. Oof. But it's a rude word. I'm I, I'm not allowed to use it. It's a naughty word. It's a bit harsh. I I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be allowed to use fanny in my house. No, no. That's that's rude. That is. In America, a fanny is a bum, but a bum is a tramp. No, tramp is a whore. Oh my god! It's so it's, complicated. It's such a topsy turvy world. So all I wanted to know. Yeah. Are there any uh, are there any girls out there who've got a name for their foof, or have they got a nice name for their foof? Yes. Well, does anybody actually call it like Tracy? Uh, what do the boys call it? What do they call their own? Well, yeah. They'd call it all things like Mister uh, Power, Titanium, Roger the Dodger. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Or is it Roger the Lodger? Something like that. Uh, So I would just like to know what people do call their down belows. They can let us know on Twitter. That'd be good. And um, we can read out some of the best suggestions uh, in our next episode. I am going to give a pair of rubber gloves for the best answer. (laughs) Marigolds or latex i don't know please let us know if you have a latex allergy if you're submitting uh your foof names and uh i would like to know what size you are oh okay for the gloves (laughs) of course that's what i thought you meant small medium or large okay i think i was talking about gloves obviously so uh if you want gloves I need to know your foof name. <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. No, it's it's completely wrong. Okay. So send me details of your bits and I will send you some rubber. And that's it. Oh, my God. No photos. Oh, yeah. Come on. No photos. Oh, please. don't mind photos. No, because you're going to put photos. You're going to put them on this new website of yours and show them to your rubber playmates. Listen, will you just send me the photos? Don't <laughs> worry, we stay safe. Please don't worry me. I don't want to see your face or your feet. <laughs> what have you got against feet? Nothing. I just want the middle bits if you're going to send photos. And the hands, you need to know the hands. I know, but basically what I'd like, I wouldn't like photos, I'd like nice crayon drawings. (laughs) I would love it if people sent us some drawings of of anything. I I, I mean, I don't need to see genitals. I get enough photos emailed to me of genitals. You You see genitals all day, don't you? I see more genitals than a prostitute does. Or so I'm told. That was last week's conversation. Uh, yes, I see a lot. I can see up to 20 penises a day. In my time, that was called a good afternoon. <laughs> For me, it's just a good morning. Oh, well. It used to be 20... 20- 20 penises and then off to Primark for a for a new duvet cover. Oh, my God. Oh, and, and stop off at Costa for a whipped latte. Hey there, who's that? 
What's the name of a wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky Those cats keeping you company? Yeah, they won't leave me alone. When I, if I move to a different room or go upstairs, well, especially Poser and Derby, they're there just staring or having a fuss. I didn't think Kipper liked me to start with, but he's uh, he either won't leave the sofa bed alone or he won't leave me alone. I'm hoping it's me, but I've got a feeling it's the sofa bed. They haven't been out really for the past couple of days because it's been pouring down with rain. Oh. So uh, they they go out to do their business and then come back, resume the position, but just wetter. <laughs> so it's, it's, I just get a, a wet cat bum in my face every so often, which is quite annoying when I'm trying to sleep, and all of a sudden it's just wet and smelly, and it's like, oh, what's that? It's like being back it's home. Like, I know. <laughs> it's just like being at home, yeah. I'll see it. When Jason goes outside and does his business, he usually always rubs his face, rubbing my face. <laughs> I have to say, the cat's mum smells better though. So <laughs> it's like a holiday, really. <laughs> so it's nine o'clock in the morning here in Boston. And what time is it there? According to my Kindle, it's ten past four. Ten past four? Ten past two? Ten past, ten past two. <laughs> God, I thought I'd suddenly slipped in two time zones. It's ten past two. So you've yeah. So you've had your day already. You've been up to activities. Is Kipper there with you? They're all here. Yes. Hi, Kipper. Yes. How are you getting on? <laughs> now, Jody, you have been with Kipper all week, so you were obviously getting some good advice and wise words from him. Yeah. Um, is there anything while we're here recording it and for the listeners is there anything you want to ask Kipper Um, any special questions why did you kill the pigeon oh no that's been bugging me all week really Um, is this an intervention yeah (laughs) oh Kipper why did you kill a pigeon smashed into the greenhouse and fell on the floor yeah and someone did try and have a go but Kiffin was there and I just well you may as well finish it now so he didn't actually he didn't catch it it the the pigeon was still very much alive but he couldn't fly and then Kipper got hold of him and I said well you may as well finish it I'm not going to get involved in it there's nothing I can do anyway um I'll let you get back on with uh, your day, but um, have you finished that kipper, the crochet cat? I've um, I've practically almost finished it. It shall be, I'm leaving it here when I go, so ready when I leave, so it'll be ready by tomorrow. Had um, had the the kipper on the sofa after I take the picture of it, and Pose had jumped up, and he was... So, like, it was a real cat. Like, <laughs> <it> was, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Pose is an idiot. He's really clever, but he's an idiot. 
Yeah. <laughs> is, does he get in the sink every morning? Is he still licking the taps? Yes. yes. Yeah, he's been licking the taps. All right, then, well, thanks for talking. No problem. Bye, boys. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Have a safe journey home. Bye. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Can I tell you something a little bit more wholesome? Just to cleanse our palate before we go. Can I tell you about the horse that saved his own life by painting? It's a little bit nicer than yes. genitals. There's no there's no sex in this. Well, I did say this was going to be sex. You did say this was going to be sexy. And I, I didn't, I, you know, that was it. But we haven't had we haven't had any animals. Right, the horse oh, that saved his own life by painting, okay? Okay. So... We, this is a story that was on the BBC a couple of weeks ago. There's a a, right. a a retired racehorse called Metro. He was brought, sorry, he was bought by a guy called Ron. Oh, I'm going to say this really badly. Ron Krajewski. I won't say his surname right. anymore. Anyway, Ron adopted this guy. This sorry, Ron adopted this horse, and then they found out that Metro was so badly injured from his years of racing that they couldn't ride him and the vet said that uh, he's had terrible arthritis and they really should put him down okay but ron is an artist and he thought that this horse metro had more in him than just you know being put out to pasture or being put down so he put a paintbrush in his mouth and the horse started painting Wow. And because he started painting, he managed to earn his own keep and they didn't put him down. And that is how he saved his own life. Because that if he's good, isn't it? If he'd been useless at painting, it'd have been down the glue factory. <sighs> that's a good story. That's a good story to end on. <laughs> yeah, that's really uplifting, isn't it? Well, it is better than the glue factory thing, isn't it? Do they still have glue factories where they put horses in them? Do they still make glue out of horses? I'm sure they do, but not in London. I always think it's a French thing. Oh, do you? Oh, I hope there's nobody listening in France who goes, what the bloody hell do they think we are? We just have glue. They, oh, yeah, because they eat horses. They eat horses, yeah. They, they don't see horses as necessarily as pets. They're more food, aren't they? I don't think we see your horses necessarily as pets. What, what else do we do with them? You can't imagine him getting on the sofa, can you? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, have you, I've I seen... So. Shet- Shetland Pony would be all right. Yeah, I've seen um, videos of people that own moose that get on the sofa. And also I've seen someone that had a little baby hippo and that got on the sofa. Horses... The thing is, you wouldn't be able to get them off, would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't push them. Those back feet of a horse would give you a right clout. So what we need then is a couple of Shetland ponies and they can come and live in the house. Yeah. Have you ridden a horse? Yes. I used to have a donkey. I used to have a donkey called Betsy. Oh, where? In a field where that woman was standing. (laughs) Looking at the baboon. It technically wasn't my donkey. It was... My uncle George's donkey, but yeah, oh. I rode horses even when I was in Ireland because that's how they get around. When you were in Ireland, like a couple of years ago, when I went and worked over there for a little while, huh? Yeah, so we yeah we rode horses 
that I'd rather large horse because I had a rather large ass. I didn't want to say anything. Was it like a shire horse? Yeah, not a shire horse, a punch horse. Okay. But they're they're large. But they have them for still for uh, pulling stuff and out in the country in Ireland they use them much more than we would but we went round the fields to get the cows in oh have I ever ridden a donkey (laughs) (laughs) I'm allergic to horses Um, have I ever ridden a donkey yeah I think so I don't remember probably when you were little mind you you were a bit deprived as a kid do you want to go and ride one nag no i i I really don't want to Uh, do you want to go on a horse no not anymore makes your foo fake (laughs) it does (laughs) yes i don't want to i don't want to hurt gertrude that's my name now oh gertrude you are my foo <laughs> That's my song. I'm gonna call mine uh, Melandra. Okay. No. What does it look like? Oh no. It is no. <laughs> I'm going to be called. I'd like oh, no. to be called. What about Shirley? Okay, that's fine. Shirley, not Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Shirley? All right. So, from... Uh, so, so what's yours called? Gertrude. So, from Shirley and Gertrude, this is... The, and Mickey, it's the end of Series 1 of uh, Rough Giraffe Podcast. And uh, I'm off to get my legs waxed. That'll take a couple of weeks, and we'll be back with Series 2. Yes, and in the meantime, people can send us the answers for the competition to win a mug and stace uh jody's made a kip of the wonky cat yeah but i'm keeping that for myself it's amazing okay have you seen it yeah okay so we've got a kip of the wonky cat that was going to be a prize we'll see so So deirdre and sheila oh no you've got the names wrong already gertrude and shirley (laughs) what are they Gertrude and Shirley. Right. Gertrude and Shirley. Uh, signing off then. Episode 10 of Rough Giraffe Podcast. All right then. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what then. I'm not going to say I'll call you next week. No, I'll give you a call in a couple of weeks. Okay then. Thank you very much. Uh, Shall we play the music? Go on then. Play us out. All right. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast